Blog Talk Radio. Great movie. So, 
But uh, let's talk about the Red Wings. How, how yeah. are the Red Wings playing so far, guys? I think they're doing pretty well for themselves. Um, why don't you give me your improvement. analysis of why the standings look like they do right now? Maybe throw in some <laughs> fancy stats. I don't know. It's, I mean, maybe I'm not as, as positive as JJ is, but, I mean, they're 500 in their last 10 games, technically. If you if you count all the losses, including shootout overtime losses, as actual losses, which I do. Um, <clears throat> sure, but this my, is that much. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Time losses my, give you a point. Yeah, I know. There's no such thing as a 500 team anymore. No. Well, you know, I that's just I I call me old school then, but well, I feel like wrong. the Red Wings. No, it's just I'm not wrong. <laughs> They're You're a 600 team. Now. 12 points out of 20 is 600. All right, fine. They're a 600 team. There you go. <laughs> They're a 500 fucking team. I don't give a shit. Anyway, I feel like when they play to their full potential, they're like one of those teams that are – they could sit with the best, like, no problem. But when they're not – like, when they're having those moments and they're playing, you know, like, a bad game, it's just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, just be better and like, don't do don't do those things. Can, can I tell you something, though? Yeah. Every team does that. Every team plays shitty games that aggravate you. It's not just the Red Wings. Some teams do yeah, well, up, but every team has those games. Well, I mean, whatever. Anyways. Uh, I think that... Who's the best team in the league right now? Don't say the Islanders. You're fucking wrong there. It's not the Islanders. The Predators, right? I would not I would not say the Islanders. No, it is the uh, not, the, not the Predators. I wasn't going to say the Predators either. It hmm. is the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Is 30 points in 20 games and a plus 26 goal differential which is the best in the league. And what do we as Red Wings fans remember about the Penguins? We remember a game in which we came back and beat them in overtime uh, from a nigh-insurmountable deficit. So think about that game from a Penguins fan perspective. And, yes, every team has shit embarrassing games that they absolutely should win and do not. The Sharks have lost to Buffalo twice. Oh, the Sharks aren't that good a team anyway, but... But still, I uh, I think that uh, your uh, level of expectations are, are a little too high, Kyle. That's obviously they're not a perfect team, and they're not even a, a top tier contender. I mean, they're not as good as Pittsburgh is. Probably not as good as uh, Montreal. They're definitely not as good as Tampa. There's a bunch of Western teams that are better than they are. Um, well, they're they're not they're as good not as a healthy Boston team. Uh, I disagree there. But there's a lot of teams that the Red Wings are better than, and there's basically no team in the league that the Red Wings cannot hang with over a seven-game series. Um, And more promising than in years past, they still have 
at least half the team, which is in a pattern to continue improving as the season goes along. I'm positive on this team. They're a, they're a good team. Top 10 in uh, even strength, Corsi 4. Hmm. That's a fancy stat, guys. I'm I'm very optimistic. I've I've you know I'm obviously I still think there may be a forward and a defenseman away from actually competing for a Stanley Cup, but I'm optimistic. They 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 should be a playoff team based off the way they've played. I mean we keep what is it American Thanksgiving is that standard of where they're going to be at. Well, right now they're third in the division, teetering on the first wild card. So they're kind of right there in the middle of the hunt. It's probably where they're going to be most of the season, unless they get ridiculously hot and go on a run. But it's it's you know there's there's optimism there. Things could break their way, and they could go on a run. You don't know that, but I I, I don't think there's any reason to really be down on them right now. I'm not down on them at all. Sounds like I it. think sounds no, like no, no, you're, no, no, no. you're you're just a Luke Glendening hating asshole. Okay, stop cornering <laughs> me. No. Um, Here's the thing. It's just like I like you said, Jeff. They're maybe um, a player or two away being that team. Um, I just feel like there are some. I don't. I, and the thing is, is like I, if you were to ask me on the spot right now, I don't know if I could like. I don't know if I can pinpoint it because there's like there's just I don't want to know. If, I don't know if there's like inconsistent like there's inconsistencies or maybe a. Maybe it's like I don't I don't know if it's a, a coaching thing or it's definitely I don't think it's like a, a, a truly like a personnel thing unless you want to like look at the defense. I think I mean if you look at what the lines are at for tomorrow, that's like fucking depth. I mean you've got Pavel Datsuk as your third line center, you know. I mean and that's just because he's coming back from an injury. You know they probably don't want to ride him too hard, but you know. I mean, Darren Helm, Datsuk, and, and Weiss as a third line. I mean, that's. I mean, there's a lot of teams in the NHL who wish they could they could have that. And um, you know, you got guys like Justin Advocator who are breaking out of their shell, and Thomas Tatar who is finally heating up and he's playing out of his mind, and Riley Sheehan and Shane. I'm sorry, whatever. I just think, yeah, I just uh, I don't think it's a personnel problem at the at the front of everything. I just think there might be a there, there's a hole somewhere that just needs to be uh, that needs to be fixed. I mean, we've been saying this for how long, you know? I mean, I think there's been some players who haven't been performing up to their potential on the blue line, obviously, um, and I think that's 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 been kind of a a rough thing. But I mean, you know, I think players like Jonathan Erickson have been not that good as 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 a as a as a top pairing defenseman, um, you know. And I think that's just it is what it is. I mean, like you can just call that opinion if you want, but you know, I I don't I don't I don't I. I that's where it sucks that you don't have that uh. You know that that one of those players that you tried to go after in free agency. Not saying that they would have been a top carrying defenseman by any means, but you know, at least it gives you that depth. But <clears throat> I think players like Xavier Ouellette have you know, I thought in the in the few games he's played so far he's been real good. And 
I hope that he stays because as a third pair guy, he's uh, he's solid. He's exactly you know what you want, <clears throat> and you know, and I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? I think well, it, it lies solely in on the blue line right now. I mean, just off of your roulette comment, I mean, yes, he's been good in this short span, but if he plays all 82 games, he's going to have those stretches where he looks like a rookie and he's going to have those inconsistencies. I mean, part of my personal belief, part of the inconsistencies probably that you speak of is, as well, we call them kids. Some of them are 24, 25 now, but they're kids in the sense that they've played, what, one season, half a season, maybe two seasons in the NHL, and especially for a defenseman, if you're going with Smith, you're going with the Kaiser. It takes longer for a defenseman to get it and grasp the game. So there's probably mm-hmm. where your inconsistencies lie. I mean, Yurko's what, 22 years old? I get Tatar and Nyquist. I mean, yes, maybe they may be inconsistent, but hell, they're fucking leading the team in scoring right now in goals. So, yeah. you know, and, and to add to the consistencies, yeah, they have had a few injuries. You know, Quincy was playing well and he hurt his ankle or whatever. Datsuk's been in and out of the lineup. You know, Franz missed a couple games, right? Mm-hmm. So all that factors in, and those are things all teams are going to deal with. And, and you know what? If, if they're being inconsistent and they're just okay in certain areas, but they're gaining that experience and they're right in the thickest things as far as the playoffs, then so be it. I'm not going to complain about that considering where we've been the last couple of years where – We've been sitting on the outside looking in at this point in the season already, and it's been a dogfight to get in in the last day of the year and all that shit. Like, fuck. If they're, what, four or five points up on the ninth-place team, or whatever you want to call it with the new playoff formatting, I'll take that right now. Absolutely in a heartbeat. They're only going to get better as far as experience. And, you know, you fuck up shit now in the third period. Well, guess what? Those kids have that experience from last year and now in the early season. So come April, they're not going to be making hopefully, the same mistakes. Yeah, Until they all get traded. This team healthy at uh, starting the playoffs on the road over <clears throat> them kind of pushing and kind of, and hurting themselves to get a, a home playoff series. I think that it, it's going to be way more important. Because, I mean, they're, they're 600 over the last 10 games. They've, they've won as many as they've lost. Um, Datsuk has hardly played in those games. And when he was playing, he was injured. And Henrik Zetterberg hasn't scored a goal since the 4th of November. Uh, And they've been carrying on the rest of the lineup. So what I'm more worried about is whether or not Datsuk can play more than 10 out of every 20 games. Um, Or what's specifically going on with Zetterberg. Because he is taking on a little bit tougher roles, and he's he's facing off against uh, tougher guys, and he is also getting kind of unlucky lately, too. Uh, but yeah, he's obviously a guy that you want to see score, but in the absence of those two doing it uh, every night, we've at least got Tatar and Nyquist uh, carrying that load. So, basically, if you get all of those guys firing on the same cylinder, if uh, Stephen Weiss looks like he did last night for uh, a decent chunk of this season. I mean, yeah, this is this is an extremely promising team, and yeah, they're probably still at least a defenseman shy of being the kind of team that the the experts are are picking when the playoffs start. 
Uh, although yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised, even if they're an eight seed, somebody's going to pick them because it's it's trendy. Um, <laughs> but honestly, it's I don't mind uh, patience as far as getting that defenseman if they wait until closer to trade deadline, or if honestly, if the prices aren't good, then. I don't mind rolling the dice a little bit more and just saying, well, fuck it. We'll just, we'll go with what we got. We'll, uh, we'll jump them around. Like Jeff was saying, he's getting, Babcock is getting them the experience now to, to get used to it later. Uh, like in the, the Ottawa game, I thought it was, it was fucking brilliant. They're up by two goals late in the game. Uh, Ottawa has their goalie pulled and he's got Kindle and Willette on the ice together. Now they allowed a goal and that sucks but it was the perfect opportunity because they could absolutely afford to to have that experience and to give up that goal and still have a really decent chance of, of winning the game and what they ended up doing. So I thought that was, uh, that was really brilliant. And I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing how that pays dividends in March and April. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so hard. It's so hard right now to like really gauge you know, what it's going to be like in, in, in April. But, you know, the underlying numbers, you know, the fancy stats and all that, they show, like, they're not a bad team. I know that. They're a good possession team. They're a good shot suppression team. It's just, you know, like you said, bad games every now and then will uh, we'll throw you off there. And But I do, I do think that the um, – um, like uh, Riley Shan and 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 all those guys are still flourishing in their in their roles and and you know they drive the they drive possession and I think uh, you know like you know they're only going to get better they're not going to get worse um, so I think I like where we're at now more than definitely I like where we were last year at this point just because. Uh, you know, obviously the injuries and everything. Um, but, I mean, I wouldn't mind them. Like, at this point, you know, I've always been very very high on prospects and, and, and development and everything. But at this point, I just want to – I wouldn't mind them pursuing that, uh, you know, that maybe that, that top pair or, you know, even second pair guy that could really, really just uh, possibly put them over and, and – and, and get them to that next level, um, you know, and, and that kind of, that kind of comes in, you know, next to the, I don't know what else is on the agenda, but, you know, the, the Tyler Myers thing, you know, that's just, it seems like every other week that just resurfaces and resurfaces, you know, and it's even gotten to the point where Drager was just like, I don't even want to talk about it anymore because it just happens every week and it's just nothing new, but, you know, I, mean, well, I wonder. I wonder if it's you know we can just transition to this now while we're on the topic with the whole Myers thing. I wonder if it's just Holland calling and Holland says I want Tyler Myers and what's his name? Uh, who's the GM there? The new guy. I don't know. Murray. Tim Murray. Tim Murray. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He says Mantha. He says Larkin. First round pick and all that. So Colin says, "All right, I'll talk to you later." And then he calls back the next week just to check in. Did you change your mind? So it's probably just, you know, they're going back yeah. and forth. Maybe it started as Mantha. Now they're on Larkin, and and he's going to just keep trying to see if the price ends up becoming Polkanen. You know, like at, at least hey, Holland's kicking the tires, right, guys? 
<laughs> yeah. At least he's on the at least he's on the phone. I mean and, and really Yeah, that's the thing. Than... If, if Myers ends up going to Buffalo or Anaheim, he'll keep getting mentioned in this for some kind of a shit package. Like we've seen a lot of guys that we wanted kind of go for those packages. Then yeah, it's it's really gonna be uh you know, set fire to the wagon shit again. Because watching that is, is frustrating. And you see a lot of the other trades were like, no, I fucking wouldn't have wanted to make that. Um, yeah. Like watching what Calgary turned down for Bo Meester. It's like, well, thanks, Calgary. Because yeah, apparently uh, sure. Holland had offered Nyquist and Tatar for that, and I'm glad that trade didn't get made. So, Right. Um, obviously, Although, honestly, if it happens, basically what I'm going to say is, well, of course, Buffalo is a division rival. They can't afford to make us better, and I'm just going to – lie and uh, go smash it in my basement for an hour if uh, for for having to say that one more time. Yeah, But I think that deal eventually will get made, um, and I think it's going to be one of those, like, a, like a, hmm, I think that worked out. And I don't have any reason to believe that uh, based on last year's David Leguan trade. Uh, there's more reason to believe that we're going to get Tyler Myers eventually, and we're going to be fucking furious about what ends up going uh, in return. But I don't know. I, I want to be hopeful because I think there's a – I don't know. And I'll, I'll go back to the whole uh, fan negativity thing. I think there's a thing like with this fan base that we still have a, a sharp enough memory of being the team on top that it's so much easier to be down on a team that's not dominant because we can't like – we can't laugh off shit. Like we could when the Red Wings were going to put up 110 points. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, Brendan Smith really fucked that up. It's like there's always that secret, like, God damn it, stop fucking doing that, man. So, like, we have to take it a little bit. So, like, I've seen so many, like, even after the the win last night, I've, I'm, like, doing my lap around the Internet, and I'm seeing a lot of comments that are, like, they're negative. And, like, the very first thing is a criticism of the team. It's like, for fuck's sake, they won. Can I enjoy that? And honestly, it's my own fault for for doing a lap around the internet immediately after a win like that. But I don't know; that gets frustrating for me. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I didn't. I you know, obviously I didn't get to watch the game at the time last night, but um, you know, it's you have to you have to be when they're winning. Otherwise, what the fuck is the point? <laughs> You know, <laughs> but I will um, say, yeah, it, it hasn't. I mean, the last two games obviously are uh, against the trend, but I've felt way better going into third periods this season than I have in the last couple. Yeah, if they're tied one one going into the third period. There's not dread. If they're up four to one going into the third period, I'm I'm real relaxed. And it took until 1934 of the third period last night for me to not be as relaxed, but still it wasn't, there wasn't that impending sense. Like if Ottawa had scored, I wouldn't have been saying, I I knew this was going to happen. Right. In the normal. Well, and, and with this team, you know, in the year, last couple of years, you know, Hey, they go down three, two in the third or they're down four, two or three to one or something like that. It was pretty much over. They weren't really coming back in a lot of games. We're now, I mean, the Winnipeg game, for example, you you have a sense that, hey, they're not really out of it yet. They're going to keep fighting. They might make it close, you know, even come back and win it. 
So, it, you know, there, this is different than the last couple of years. Is it what we had in 2002? Is it what we had in 2008? Nope. But it's not last year. It's not the year before. And it's not the year before that. So That's why the Toronto loss is kind of fun for me. Because I remember uh, you guys – you guys were talking in the secondary missions like, man, it feels like the Red Wings could win this game four to one, and I didn't no, that, uh, that was, say anything. <laughs> um, it's one yeah. of those games where it's like, oh, they could just because it, you were absolutely right. Yeah. And Babcock said the exact same thing in his post game. It's like I felt like we had this game in hand, and uh, like shit just like stuff just collapsed hilariously. And I'm at least glad that I was that I'm able to to kind of laugh about such a a weird shit show collapse that just because that was actually uncharacteristic of the wings mm-hmm. where I don't think it would have been uncharacteristic uh, last year or two seasons ago. Well, fuck. I just remember games from a couple of years ago. Like there was one against Phoenix. Now Arizona that sticks out where they were up like three, one in the third with like 10 minutes left and they ended up losing in overtime or something. And Shane Doan scored and it was just like, fuck that game. But they don't seem to do that yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and we're going to have probably half a dozen more of those kind of games left this season where we're we're going to say fuck this team, but whatever. Yeah. It's but a fun ride. Done a very, they've done a very good job of, you know, when they haven't won, they've at least gotten the Batman point. So, you know, I can't fault them for that. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. So, I, we, you know, we, we briefly touched on the whole, you know, okay, they're four defensemen away in theory. The defenseman, Tyler Myers, we mentioned his name. As far as the forward goes, I mean, personally, before, I know JJ and I have had conversations about this in the past, like, hey, it could have been Alfredson, and he could have been like a deadline signing, and then they get him for the playoffs in the stretch run. Obviously, with the retirement thing, that doesn't look like it's going to happen. But after last night's game, could Weiss be that guy? Is that forward they're they're missing already on the roster and I mean maybe Stephen Weiss doesn't put up the same numbers he did in his peak years in Florida but if he's you know what I guess what kind of forward or what kind of guy does this team need do they need that top line winger do they need just another top nine guy does it have to be a top six guy center wing does it matter like what is it what's that one piece up front that they're missing yeah I think I really do I think that Weiss is that guy. Like, you know, it, here's the thing is, and I, I said it, like, yeah, last night was a huge step for him, obviously, for confidence and, and all that. I just hope to God that his groin can hold up. And if he, if it can, he doesn't need to score two goals a game. He doesn't need to score a goal a game. He just needs to be, I mean, it'd be great if he did, don't get me wrong, but he just needs to be that, guy that can come in every day and, and play, um, uh, you know, and play a strong game. And if he can't be on the score sheet, maybe he can help drive possession. Maybe he can help, you know, uh, get the puck out of the, out of, out of the defensive zone faster. Um, I think that is what they needed. I mean, if you think about it last season, like think back to last season, if you had a guy like White who was who could stay relatively healthy and put up even 30 points, I mean, you might be sitting in a different seed, obviously. You might be not going up against the heavy favorite 
in the Eastern Conference. So I think that, you know, that is definitely a a huge addition for the team. And um I I uh, I'm 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 very pleased that he uh, that he came back in, in that game and, and he performed so well and if he can keep doing it, um then yeah, that's exactly what Detroit needs is a guy who has played the game for a long time and he you know, obviously understands it and uh, that's exactly what they need. That's what they need going forward. So I think if he can be that guy and stay healthy, they don't need to go after another, a, you know, a wing or a, a play, another player or anything like that. I think, I think that'll, that'll do just enough. <clears throat> yeah. I think they could go either way with it. Um, I, I actually agree that the Weiss, has the potential to be exactly that uh, that kind of missing forward piece that they need because I think um, as far as where I'm ranking what I'd like for them to have up top um, or up in front rather is a guy who can consistently play at a level that allows uh, Datsuk and Zetterberg to stay on a line together and that's essentially a second line forward and Shan's been doing pretty well in that role um, but I think that uh, that what Weiss is supposed to be is is about where Shane will eventually get to, hopefully. Um, but he's not there yet, and I think that that Weiss being able to play that role, uh, being able to to center, say, uh, Franzen and, and Nyquist or, or Franzen and Tatar, um, to let the third line be uh, Shane and Nyquist or Tatar and, and Yurko to really dominate like they did last year. Uh, I think that the amount of, of depth and the, the matchup problems that that gives is is huge. Um, so if Weiss can get back to that, and I don't know if if he can or how long it'll take before Babcock, Babcock starts trusting him at center again. Um, but yeah. that's that's what I want, and I, honestly, I don't think that that somebody that's that's better than that potential is is going to be on the, the trade block. Um, on the other side, if if Alfredson does decide to to buck the the rumor that he's going to retire on December fourth when Detroit heads to Ottawa, um, uh, Detroit's not honestly, in I think that do what they're actually not in Ottawa that night. They're playing Dallas on December fourth. Oh, I don't know what the hell he'd be doing there. The, whatever, whatever. <laughs> that's Drager's no, rumor. I, what he heard. Yeah, um, the Wings are playing Dallas that night. If Alfredson wants to come to come back, I think that a sniping, right shooting, power play playing uh, forward is is good. I'm just not sure that it's it's necessary Alfredson because I'm I'm trying to think of what specifically that does to the line because I'm, I'm not sure like right now uh, a healthy Alfredson is is higher on the depth chart than Tatar or Nyquist or Franzen. So that's got him playing on the third line. That bumps Yurko down again. And I really think that Yurko is, is a step away from being hot. I think he's going to go on a tear. Right. right. Um, but I don't know if I can say no to Alfredson. I just don't know what the hell I do to get him in the lineup. Well, you, you, it, it's, it's tough because when you were just talking about the lines there, just, you mentioned Yurko, but who did you were assuming probably guessing Abby on the top line with Datsuk and Zetterberg. 
who did you forget? You forgot Helm. Where does Helm fit in? He's been playing third line. So he moved out of that fourth line. And you just, you just look at taking a healthy, productive Weiss and just how he can, if he's, if he is that player that we saw last night and we that Florida had a few years ago, or even just a little bit less than that, just how, how much deeper this lineup is. And, and you've got a Yurko or you've got a Helm, depending on how you want to put the lines together on that fourth line, unless, you know, Babcock's stubborn and sticks with the three guys he has now, which he shouldn't. Uh, it, yeah. it just, it, it changes everything because you're, you're, you can't tell me that Helm, Glendening and Miller or Yurko, Glendening and Miller is a worse line than Anderson, Glendening and Miller. So you, you can't mm-hmm. tell me that. And if you tell me that you're a fucking liar. Yeah, I'm not entirely that concerned with that line's chemistry. And I like Anderson. I like what Anderson has brought this season. Um, but uh, specifically with, with Yurko or Helm, Helm is essentially Anderson, but better at Anderson's job, which is uh, defensively responsible, uh, causing problems with uh, on the back check and, and doing good forechecking work. Uh, Hands-wise... I mean, Helm is, is slightly better than Anderson on that, but they're both pretty stone hands. Um, if you choose to replace Anderson with, with Yurko on the fourth line, then what you've got is because the the big over, the thing that's been getting overlooked with Yurko is that he's been playing a, a really solid grinder role. He's been throwing his body around a lot. Um, I know he's that they've been waiting that. for him to do that. Yeah, he's... He's six two and he's big and he's uh he's knocking people off the buck. He's not as sure footed in front of the net like as I think he should be, but uh he's a little bit harder to knock off the puck than Anderson is. So essentially putting Yurko in that spot essentially makes makes it your it makes Yoakum Anderson with hands. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of a scary thing. And it, it puts right. a little skill on that fourth line. And if the fourth line can start chipping in a goal every now and then, more so than when Kyle's boy Glendening scores, that's a pretty good thing. Yeah, it is. It is a good thing. I like our fourth line. I do. I think it's a good fourth line. I just think that, you know, it wouldn't hurt to throw a different a different element in there. You know, I, I, don't, I don't think that would hurt at all. There's nothing wrong with having a player like Yurko do that. Um, you know, whatever, but, you know, Babcock's stubborn and he likes it like that. So it is what it is, but, um, it would definitely be nice to see a, a player on there who, who, who can flash the hands and, you know, whatever it's either way. Um, I like it. I think the fourth line is doing a good job. I just think that they are. More often than not, very heavily overmatched. Yeah, and that's by and that's not their fault. Yeah, that's not their fault. That's the thing. I keep going back to the the article that you wrote about how much you hate Glendening, and um, God damn it, <laughs> you're never you're never gonna live it down. Um, nope. And I still I still feel it's got the potential to be a a wonderful renewal of exactly what Scotty Bowman used to do with his lines because he had a lot of offensive firepower. And then he also had a very, very good shutdown line that could, uh, Mm -hmm. that could take those kind of, 
responsibilities and, and not only not get the team killed, but uh, would actually put up some points. Now, the the, tr- the old grind line is way better than, than what Babcock's got uh, shooting on, on what we're calling the fourth line nowadays. But yeah. it's it's working so far. I mean, they are – they are taking punishment, but they're they're not costing the Wings games, and they're getting the other lines easier matchups, and it's working really well. I'm just uh, I, I'm still worried as as I was when we were talking in the comments of that post that I want to make sure that that doesn't get used too often, or that Babcock is willing to get away from it against very deep offensive teams like Tampa Bay, which right. was the original the original team that that created that post. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's a good coaching decision. Um, I just hope too stubborn in love with it. Yeah. Although in fairness, they didn't have a defensive zone faceoff last night against Ottawa. Well, that team, that, uh, that line was actually sheltered. Well, that's good. Um, you know, so it's a nice change of pace for them. Very smart play. Changing the pace. We should change the pace of this podcast. <laughs> okay. All right, what are you guys talking about? Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just looking at JJ's rundown here. I mean, do we want to get into individual player grades or coaching system analysis anymore or anything? I guess you kind of just That's touched on it a little doing. bit. Uh, how would let's 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 grade I want you guys to grade out Jimmy Howard cuz He's uh, based off the eye test, which is what my specialty is. He's been he's been pretty good. He's been decent. He's been a solid goaltender. I haven't had many Jimmy complaints. You know, every now and then he'll let in that soft goal, but fuck it, all goalies do that, mm-hmm. right? So right. How, how would you well, he's the play of Gene? He is what is he ninth four and four now? Um. And he, I, what is he, top 10 in the league for goals against average? Um, at least the last I checked. What is he at? He's Let's at just say goals against average and a 920 save percentage. Okay. All right. Yeah, I got it right here. All right. So, yeah, I think Jimmy Howard is doing very good, um, especially after last season. Um, you know, we all, we all know what that was. It was a uh, – it was just a you know a little bit of uh, him kicking ass for so long, for for a while. It was just catching up to him. Um, I think that he's off to the right start now, um, and I think having a goalie like uh, Peter Mrazek up is uh, is going to help because Mrazek is a very competitive goaltender, and I think that that I love that tandem. Um, so so far, I think Jimmy's been great. You know. And you know he had a you know he had that rough game in Toronto, but you know that game was just kind of a fuck anyway. So whatever, <clears throat> but those games will happen. You know, I mean he he was he you know he was below below 900 last night, but it doesn't matter because the team got the win. They gave him the goal support that he needs. I'll give him a uh, 9.2 out of 10 grade. There you go. It's very specific. Why, why the point two? Why is he? Because he's a nine twenty save average. That's a save percentage. <laughs> I got <Yeah>. it. <laughs> you did a fancy stat, Jeff. Come on. Uh, has Jimmy Howard outside of the, the 
the, the dumb face uh, shootout argument. Has mm-hmm. Jimmy Howard cost the Red Wings a game? Because I, I don't remember. It's, it <clears> seems like he has had bad games, but it, it seems to me like every one of his bad games has coincided with the team in front of him also playing like shit. Um, yeah. Like the third period of the Toronto game. Like, that was not a good game for him, but, but the team no. wasn't good either. So, right. Like, I'm, I'm trying to remember here. I'm looking up and down, and I, I don't see... I don't see like well, the, the winnable game that that he fucked up. Well, he did let let in that get last goal. So, oh yeah, that's true. That was a brutal goal that to let was... in. Even though even though get last, I mean that was a that was a good shot. But so, it is what it is. It was, but he but, had um, the defenseman on the far post covering exactly like he should have been covering. <laughs> and uh, whatever, go. You know what? And he he gave up the near post. <laughs> I think, uh, no, I think he's, a lot of the uh, <laughs> bad games he's had has been a product of the team so far. You know what, he's going to have, he's going to have more bad games. That's just, that's hockey. Um, and maybe, you know, he has to get pulled in a game. And you know what, like I said, that's hockey. That's how it works. But I think, I, I, I think uh, Jimmy's been really good this year and, and I, I'm glad to see it because going into the season, he was uh, he was the, the the big X factor, you know, on on the team's on the team's uh, um, success, pretty much. Well, anybody miss Jonas Gustafson yet? No, no idea. <laughs> just kidding. All right, what were you saying, Jeff? I was just speaking of the team's X factor. Uh, he hasn't been able to play the last few games because of a hand infection. Well, while we're on giving out grades and, 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 and assessments of players, how how has Brendan Smith done? I just I haven't heard enough Brendan Smith talk on the podcast in a while. I just I I need it. I I I, I have to have it. <laughs> I think uh, I think Smith's been really good. I mean, you know, he 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 makes his Smith his Smith wit. You know, he's still Brendan Smith. He still makes those little mental mistakes. But I uh, I love him. I think he's doing a great job. And, you know, I think he's, you know, still – I don't know. I don't have the staff in front of me. I, uh, isn't he the, uh, the the team leader in, in 44 at even strength? Sure. Yeah, for defensemen. In the eye test, he's uh, Let's go with the eye test. <laughs> I don't know. We're on it's an acting wonky the last few days. Number one, in my, yeah, yeah. In my, in my heart, it's number one. Number two on the ice. Number one on the ice. Of course, he's not going to play tomorrow. Suck. Damn it. Well, that yeah, was a stupid fight. fight. It was not yeah, a stupid well. fight. He was defending. It was a stupid off. fight. <laughs> it was. It was remember. a stupid fight. I don't remember exactly why I was fighting, but I don't either. I was like half watching. It was just it. like the the slash slash drop your gloves kind of shit, and it seemed to me that <clears throat> it was uh, an attempt by uh, Felino to try to spark his team for a comeback, which is the, exactly the kind of fight that Brendan Smith should not be taking on. That should be yeah. the laugh it off and draw a penalty. Uh, no, but you see, you see what would have happened if Brendan Smith would have tried to laugh it off 
he would have left his gloves on, and Selena would have hit him anyway because Columbus is gutless. Yeah. Yep. Who cares? I don't know. I'm all for. I'm, I'm okay. But I'm not because now he's missing games. I'm okay. Yeah, with but... It was just a stupid fight. Uh, it was no, all planned. Of course, relative at even strength is uh, actually negative. Oh, okay, whatever. He's terrible then. Well, very briefly he's not, negative. He's he's not entirely terrible because Graham just sent me a text, and I'm being dead serious. He's packing right now, and he's in pre-vacation mode, so that's why he's not joining us tonight. Oh, that's right. But he said, "Sorry, yeah. LOL," but I said we were talking about Brendan Smith. What's your assessment? And he says, and I quote from Graham Hathaway. He's been the most consistent of every wing defenseman this year. So suck it, haters. Yeah, he's right, too. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'll take it. He didn't say he was consistently good. He just said he was consistent. So, yeah. Right. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, that's why I wasn't arguing. Yeah. But I don't know. His PDO is too high. Uh, what? what just, well, we, we kind of talked about the forwards and the depth there with Weiss being back, and I guess we should take Olet out of the equation because once Smith is healthy, he's going to get sent down. They're not going to wave Kindle. They're not going to wave Lash off. And and you know I know Kyle's down on Erickson. I know JJ. You had some time where you were saying Quincy was playing really well. Is there just a certain like pairings that has stood out to you this year that's been better than another, or just? We were kind of talking about this earlier before the podcast. Just what you would do with the defense when they're when Smith is back, and you could say they're all healthy. I mean, I really he, liked the Smith to Kaiser pairing earlier this season, but I think right now, if we have everybody healthy, Cronwall and Smith back together, and the uh, Kaiser Erickson, <laughs> and then I'd like Quincy and Kendall, or even Woolett, uh, but obviously not Woolett because they're not waving Kendall or Lashoff, but let Kinsey, Quincy and Kindle uh, just play the third pairing. Um, just kind of chalk that up to they need their the forwards to dominate on that pairing and let everything else work. Uh, that's that's why I do it right now. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I think I think Smith, I think Smith is ready for those big those heavier minutes. Me too. I'll go with that. Oh, we I would know. say um, at home where Babcock gets to decide the matchups, um, go Cronwall and Smith playing behind Zetterberg. Uh, then on the road, uh, put uh, Cronwall and Erickson together to play behind Zetterberg and let DeKaiser and Smith play behind the, the somewhat sheltered second line uh, to help out. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm cool with that. You know you know all that shit, so I'll I'll take your word for it, JJ. <laughs> Alright. Uh, <laughs> so you guys have any more Red Wings related thoughts or do we want to move on to observations from around the league? <clears throat> um I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Anthony Manza's back. Yeah. He's, he's playing. He's goals. playing the hockey. He's and got two a goals few. In four games couple, or whatever. Sorry. 
I think that's pretty yeah. promising. You is know? he that forward? Is he the forward that they need to add? Not right now. The gamble is just too huge for me still. Yeah, like unless he wins them a cup, I do not want to burn that that year on his entry level deal. Unless, I think that year yeah, is I'm, way way valuable. What if what if he just starts that. tearing it up though and goes on like fifteen goals in fifteen games or something like you know scoring a goal a game like you did in the queue like you have to. Well, then maybe it, it's right? worth maybe it's worth bringing him up for nine games and and seeing what happens. Now, here's my you know, obviously you. Yep. No, go ahead. No, you go ahead and finish. I didn't have really anything. I'm. I'm I don't know. I got no. Here's the thing with a nine-game look. It's like no matter how hot he is in a nine. Let's say he scores 18 goals in those nine games. It's <laughs> yeah. still a small sample size. It's still the well shit. If he goes cold and if he sucks in the playoffs, then we have burned a year on his entry-level deal that we absolutely should not have burned because we fell in love in nine games, less than half of the amount of time that. Ken Holland and Jim DeVolano say that they want to see from a player before they start making judgments. Uh, so it just terrifies me. It's just not a – I'm never going to feel comfortable with with Anthony Manta playing a 10th game. All right, here's, here's my question. This is kind of CBA-related. Those nine games count no matter what, regular season or playoffs? So he yep. couldn't play, like, nine games in the regular season, then all the playoffs don't count. Right. All right. Okay. Uh, I don't know. It's tough, you know. I, I give him a year. Give him a year in the AHL. Just let I know. Him, let him you get, get out of the likelihood of him scoring 15 goals in 15 games is not going to happen. So yeah. we're not really going to have to worry about this problem, and they're going to let him over marinate in the minors this year, and then he'll be with the team next year, unless they bring Danny Cleary back again, <laughs> which they will. They they lose my waivers. Has Cleary been bad, by the way? No. He's been fine. Hey, and, and we should also, another positive about Weiss playing well is it does mean less Dan Cleary. Yeah, <clears throat> for now. That's true, yeah. Cleary hasn't been bad, but I don't want him in the lineup just because I'm tired of talking about him. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I, for sure. Whether he's playing well or not, I just don't want him to get that bonus to go on the cap next year, so... I was thinking the other day about the, like the most evil thing Holland can do is let him play nine games and then wave him. <laughs> oh because God, there is be such a cold no, in hell. <laughs> there's no goddamn way that a team is going to snap Dan Cleary off of waivers, knowing that they have to pay him a million dollars for playing one game. Here's my question: <laughs> So that that bonus, go, so say he's waived, Carolina picks him up, Carolina plays him that tenth game. That Carolina plays the, pays the bonus, correct? As far as I understand, yeah, yeah. that entire bonus not, get paid by Carolina. All right, it's not some weird CBA situation where Detroit still pays the bonus. Unless Detroit, yeah, I mean, would, Detroit, I would imagine Ken Holland would probably pay it. I, I yeah. I kind of want to see it happen uh, just for the fun of it. I guess I my only miserable human being. Right, right. Is it, just with Cleary, I guess, you know, you, you say he hasn't been that bad, which he hasn't. It's It, it really, as, as much as we bitched and bitched and bitched about this signing when it happened, it really hasn't been that bad just with the fact that, yes, Mantha broke his leg. That shit happened. We didn't get to look at him in the preseason. 
So that what if never really occurred, but it's not like clear right. you're in the lineup every night over Yurko, over Tatar, over Shein, you know, just any of the kids that we really wanted to play. So it's still stupid that he's back, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he's a guy that you can sit for 70 games in a season, and if you need to play him in game number 82, you know what you're going to get from him now. You know that you're actually going to get a, a, a fairly decent performance, whereas if you've got a kid sitting in the press box for long stretches, or even if you're going with the uh, a platoon with the <clears throat> 14th board, then you're not sure what you're going to get night in, night out. With Dan Cleary, at least at least you've got that. You've got a guy that you can plant in the press box and it just doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't hurt him, it doesn't hurt the team. Right. Should we uh So whatever, yeah, play him nine play him nine games and then trade him. Or wave him. Play him. Just because I want I want to see the reaction. <laughs> Are we all kind of in agreement that like good luck Nestor Shell? Like, okay. We're not really gonna miss you that much. I don't care. I was I, mad for a second, and I don't do shit anymore. I know yeah, he's one of the, the, the few but... guys who left the Red Wings where I, I literally do, like, man, if he scores 20 this year, great for him. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be mad about about that at all. And it really, it's been since probably uh, Matthias Ritola that I felt like that about a guy. Well, I mean, they who who they really waived that they lost. I think Riddle has been the last. He was the last one, wasn't he? Was they didn't lose, I think so. M- Mersack, they never lost. Right. Although I do, I I do have the same feeling for Mersack. It's just that it was like because he got terribly unlucky, and then his contract ran out, and he just went to the KHL. Because um, right. he had basically that breakout camp, and then broke his ankle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess that's the thing. If they lose him for a reason like that, then I don't feel bad. If they trade him away, then I hope he fucking sucks forever. And if yeah. he loses a free agent, I hope he sucks forever. Like, I do not have the capability of... Well, I don't know. I, I, I wish Yuri Hudler well. I don't have the capability of wishing Coppola well. <clears throat> I love Yuri Hudler. I want him back. I, if there if there's, like, one Red Wing I wish that's currently in the league that I wish they didn't bring back, it's probably him, right? There's a question. Four million dollars a season, though. Yeah, I don't care. I don't know. I'm glad the, inter- the entertainment. I'm glad the Hilda got paid by Calgary. Mm-hmm. I don't have a spot for him on this lineup. Yuri Hudler is like basically Thomas Tatar, except not as good as Thomas Tatar is. Right. And he makes more. He does. Ow. He skates weird. But still, um, I I pose that question. One Red Wing in the league currently playing that if you could have back, would it be Hoodler? Would it be Philpola? Is there anyone else? Who am I forgetting? There's got to be more Red Wings. It, it, it would be Carlo Koliakovo. Oh, yeah. Hoser yeah. is probably a pretty good one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might change my vote. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Fred Stewart? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh God, no! Eh? No. Thomas Kopecky. Yeah. 
Barclay. Uh, no, I want uh, or whatever. I want him back. Todd McClellan back. You might get him soon. Yeah, McClellan. Hey. Because <laughs> they suck, right? So, around, around the league? Seems like a good yeah, How hilarious is with, uh, with Lucic? No, nothing? Yeah. I what about him? What, getting punched in the head? It was gutless. It was a gutless punch. All right. He didn't even have Yeah, a like hand. picking a fight and then whining about losing the fight. That is, that's the best thing. He picked a hey, fight you know, and then he whined about losing it. The guy, uh, Prout, am I saying his name right? Yeah. I don't know what his name is. He knocked Lucic's stick out of his hand, okay? I would have been upset, too. Yeah, that's, that's late yeah, that was the stick of time. Gonna... And you can't score without your stick. You can't kick the puck out. That was the stick that Lucic was going to use to hit him in the balls later. Well, he was just That's rude. Himself. That's for sure. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I can't speak on this situation. You guys can have at it. No, that's pretty much it. It's, it's, he's he's become well, Yahoo wrote about that. He's basically a laughing stock now, and I completely agree. It's a, he's just this big whiny butt baby, huge. Yeah, he's anyone a little cry baby about everything that Yahoo didn't use the picture of his children's book about not bullying. <laughs> uh, now that you mentioned yeah, it, yes, I am. That, that's... Are we uh, upset uh, about the trade that, that Jim Nell made to get a right shooting defenseman? <laughs> no. No. What would like, have what? been the equivalent of us trade? Like, would that would that have been a, like a, a Brendan Smith, right? Yeah, it would have been Brendan Smith. It would have been like <laughs> Brendan Smith. I would be, I'd be furious. Who would they trade again? It was uh, uh, Brendan Dillon. Dillon, okay. So he doesn't have a lot of points, but he's a, you know, he's young and he's up driving possession, and you know he's he's trending upward, and you know it's just it was a kind of a weird trade, and I I think if the Red Wings were in on that trade, I would I'd fucking hate it. So I agree, although. Like, if it were, like, Kyle Quincy straight up for Jason Demers, I think that we'd all take sure. it. Yeah, of course. But, yeah, Kyle Quincy is not worth what uh, what Brendan Dillon is worth. No. So, we would have had to have added uh, quite a bit for that, and then it would have been it would have been disappointing. Basically, anything adding to Kyle Quincy to get Jason Demers would have, probably would have disappointed me. Yeah. Well, and the price would have been higher because, you know, the Sharks are an old rival, so... Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Can't afford to make the Red Wings better if you're the Sharks. Exactly. That's usually how true. the league works these days. Yeah. <laughs> we have, like, our prices are inflated no matter what. So. Although I'm going to laugh forever at the Sharks uh, if uh, little Bertuzzi continues to be as, as good as he's shown in the AHL so far this, this season. OHL. Because he was... The OHL. Here, sorry about that. I'm an idiot. Because yeah. he was the extra pick that, that we got when we traded down to still pick up Anthony Mantha. That's true. They did yeah, get themselves the, a good defenseman out of that. The time. Mueller kid's playing well, right? Yeah, he's he's a good defenseman. And he's, you know, I don't know if Mueller oh. would have not been available at the, the 20 spot, so sure, whatever. But 
Right. Basically, for us, it's it's Mantha plus Bertuzzi have to be better than Mueller, and we won the trade. How <clears> far did they yeah. trade down that year? One spot, two. Yeah, there's like two picks. They went from like 19, or they went from like 20 to 20, or they went from 18 to 20. 18 to 20. So who was that 19th team? Um, I need to look that up. Yeah, you look that up. I don't feel like it. So just keep talking. Uh, Google this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tyler Bertuzzi has been real good. Um, had like seven so points. Yeah, he had a seven-point game. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's the OHL. It's, uh, you know, it's a bunch of, you know, a bunch of little kids playing. So, you know, I mean, it is what it is. But he's uh, he's maturing in, in the right way. You know, he's not like what he was when they drafted him, when he only had, like, some 20-odd points. And we, I was like, uh, what the fuck are they doing? You know, and he had a good season last season. He played, you know, obviously they won they won the, uh, the championship, both of them. So... Um, I think it's a. I think he'll. I don't know if he'll make the AHL next season. I mean, I would imagine he would. But um, by the way, nineteenth pick was uh, Columbus took Kirby Reichel. Reichel, uh, who is who's a good player, but I just said that. Yeah, hey, was it? Well, I was trying not to interrupt Kyle. What about Kyle? I'll talk forever. you got to interrupt him sometime. What? I love you, Kyle. Yeah, I love you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't care anything about that kid. Uh, I guess we'll just assume that Columbus would have taken uh, Marco Mueller with pick number 19. And that's why San Jose yeah. had to had to make that deal. Yeah. We should... Uh, where do you... I mean... Nah too early for that to talk about draft stuff because nobody knows anything about the draft yet. Yeah, I don't know. Michael, so. I, I mean, I'm going to get a bunch of looking into it. Yeah, honestly, we'll have to get a bunch of people who like really, really care about the draft because I am still not you at mean, all interested. Um, you mean Petrella? Yeah, that'd be a good idea. And I, our annual Michael Petrella so, NHL draft podcast. <laughs> How are you guys adjusting to to being in the East? Because I still can't uh, watch Blues games that I'm supposed to be rooting for the Blues and uh, and feel happy with that. I absolutely fucking love it. <laughs> I don't mind it. I get to I I have to watch these Eastern Conference games anyway for work purposes, and now I get to actually pay attention to the Red Wings and they're relevant in discussions at work and in general about things. So, yes. It's literally my job to pay attention to the Red Wings in more ways than one. So, wonder what it's like for Graham being in a Western Conference city that uh, do they talk about the Red Wings less? Text him, ask him. Well, I, I bet, you know, and I'll I'll gladly speak for Graham here. I, I, I bet he... he it's probably not as bad because when they were in the same division as the Wings and the Blackhawks, it would probably mm-hmm. suck to be the Blackhawks bitch there for a few years, or at least, you know, their little brother. Oh, yeah. They were winning all the time, and now it's just kind of like, hey, remember all those times we had that great rivalry in the division we played all the time? Oh, that was great. Let's do that again twice a year, <laughs> maybe once in this city. And you just reminisce, and you're like, yeah, 
good old old central teams. You I'll know, and it, 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 the Blackhawks have some dick bags on their team, but at least you know they play an up-tempo game, and they kind of emulated themselves off the Red Wings there when they first started their run outside of, you know, them getting all those really good players from top picks. But, you know what I mean? I will say, and it is a little dirty to say this, um, but I do feel it is a lot easier to appreciate how good Chicago is now that we're not right. in their conference anymore. Exactly. That's like I can I guess watch that's what them I was playing pretty hockey. Saying it. Well, there we go. And I... I like that I'm a, that I'm able to openly root for Dallas uh, because not only are they they're a fun mess um, and it pisses off other Western Conference fans to like all the praise that that Jim Neal has gotten for putting together this Dallas team which is uh, <laughs> struggling to <laughs> stay out of the basement. I don't know, and, and it's 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 fun being able to uh, have the rest of you guys appreciate Bruins fans as much as I do. So. Oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. Been a real gift. <laughs> that was such a, a fun introduction been, to Eastern Conference culture. That's been my favorite part, and there's so many more good times to come. It's just like, hey, just don't poke the bear, all right? I want to. It's so much fun. I, I, I've enjoyed having the rest of you on the East Coast with me. In the last 10 o'clock game, which is great. Oh, yeah. Do you guys want a freestyle rap battle? No. no. Yeah, me neither. Does, I just like we, talking about, about hockey. Does, we could have people call in and drop their freestyle raps, and then we'll hang up on them. <laughs> <laughs> we could do that, but... You, you no. rap until we hate you. No. What's your name? No, Where don't you call from? Go. I'd be bad. Yeah, I'm not even gonna try. Yeah, I, I'm not from Eight Mile. Kyle, I live Mile. on Eight Mile. You live off of Eight Mile. You don't live on Eight Whatever. Mile. Off of Eight Mile. I, you just broke up there. I didn't hear a goddamn word you said, JJ. <laughs> I was asking Kyle how his uh, mom's spaghetti is. Uh, My mom makes pretty good spaghetti. Right on. So yeah, we technically. We've gone, what, about an hour and eight minutes here? Yeah, yeah we should do a quick look ahead, and then we can just uh, yeah, get everybody yeah. off the hook. Final thoughts. I mean, we, we, we kept up to 52 minutes left. I, I have a feeling we're not going to use all of that. Well, I, what about I, the I, schedule I, ahead of us? How do, how do we feel about the schemes that we have well, on? Uh, they're going to lose to Philly, I can tell you that. You know, yesterday you were saying, oh, no, they're going to win. Don't worry. They're going to win. They're going to win. Yeah, they're going to win. And listen, here's what happened. I remember there was one game that Jillian didn't go to that they lost. Of course. Of course. I believe that was the uh, most recent game I've been to. It was last year when I drove down to New Jersey to go to a game against the Devils, and they lost in overtime, I believe. They didn't have Datsuk. They didn't have Zetterberg. So it was a little skewed. There should be an asterisk by it. but yeah, that was that was one of those games where it was right in the middle of that stretch where they didn't have fucking anybody. I don't think they had Helm. I think Franzen was the only guy. Franzen Nyquist. I mean, Tatar played, but I, I don't even remember who the fuck played in that game. So, so yeah, so we might be screwed. 
don't and I just feel like we always lose to Philly the last couple of years. So sorry everybody. I feel like that's how everybody is. Everybody just loses to Philly for some reason. Well, Philly sucks, so not everyone's losing to Philly. No, I think they beat Philly. Despite yeah, you. It, it's rivalry night, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Is it really rivalry night? Because isn't it usually an exclusive yeah. game on rivalry night? That is exclusive, man. It's not. It's on Fox Sports Detroit, and it's on local Philly. No, it's on, it's on NBCSN. Yeah, but it's also on Fox Sports Detroit Plus. I'm looking at the schedule right oh. now. Yeah, they usually block out on the local stations. No, but usually they it's just one. It's just they're the only ones that have it, I thought. I don't know. Yeah, I got nothing for you there. No, you don't. And then uh, at New Jersey on Friday, so... Yeah, they'll, they'll win that, because... I don't know. My old roommate's a Devils fan, so fuck him. Fuck the Devils. Yeah, I really don't yeah. like them. Or their but fans. Then again, we, we kicked the shit out of them last time they played, right? So True. It'll be one of those games where they'll be the fourth yeah. one. <clears throat> yeah. If we win against Philly, it will be uh, harder to win against New Jersey because, God mm. forbid, this team put together three wins in a row. Yeah, uh, a, Vancouver a on Sunday afternoon at home. I'm I'm kind of chalking up to uh, to disappointment. Like I want to get four points out of the next three games. Let's let's look at the last every Sunday game in the month of November. Okay, let's start on November second. Three two overtime oh, loss to Buffalo. November ninth, four three overtime loss to Tampa. November sixteenth, four one loss to Montreal. They didn't play this past Sunday. But the Lions got their asses kicked by the Patriots. And then now this Sunday, Vancouver. So they're going to lose that game. Got to lose Detroit. So I've got them at one and one and three in the next three here. Or one and – that doesn't make any uh, sense. One, one and three. three in the next four. <laughs> yeah. One and two in the next three. Yeah, one and uh, three. I think they're going three and out. Oh, look at you, Mr. Pessimist at the beginning of the podcast. Now you're fucking mm-hmm. up. What's up? Four-game wins. I'm, I'm done with that. Are you then going to say that they're going to drop the Tuesday game against Florida at home? No. Because that would be... fucking lootly. Uh, that would be exactly think, what would be expected. Uh, Sean Thornton is going gonna, is gonna to fight someone, right? He's just going to tell his team to score goals, and they're just going to One goal scoring. every five minutes, and they're back in the game, right? Who is Sean Thornton going to fight? Brendan That'll Smith. be Smith's game, first game back. No, Smith will play on Friday. <laughs> and then on December 4th, Dallas, not Ottawa. Not Dallas. Ottawa, thank you. Yeah. Dallas, home versus Dallas. No doubt. I think we're just going too I'm far. I'm going to call that Dallas game a, a one nothing win. Sagan's going to score a goal. Yeah, he'll score the lone... No, it's a one nothing win. Well, that's what you're predicting. I'm just predicting that Sagan's going to score a goal. Well, you're wrong. So, did I predict that Sagan would, be, win, uh, would be a heart finalist? It'll be a, a win for Mrazic, too. Mrazic shot out, and a game-winning goal scored by Miller. 
Okay. Mark it down. Patrick Eves will have a hat trick. Well, that's fine. Half the fan base will be okay with that. I'm looking far forward to yeah. I'm looking forward to the game on December 7th where Nestor Schill on a Sunday scores the game-winning goal. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. Yeah, we're just a bucket of sunshine. This is great. <laughs> Who is uh, Nestor Schill's uh, best friend on the wings? Was it Tatar? No. Um, it was Yurko. Was it Yurko? Was it Yurko? Uh, okay, then I'm going to predict that Nestor Schill and Yurko fight. Why would you do that? <laughs> because it would be entertaining to me. Nestor Sill and Kindle fight. Yes. Yeah, let's do that. You like that more. All right. So, uh, hey, Adrian Dater and Stephen Birch are arguing again. Oh, well, I don't follow either of them, so. It's a good idea. You I'm guys, sure it's a good uh, argument, though. Uh, uh, guys, it was just Adrian Dater being a butthead, saying two more assists for Jerome McGinn left four points in the last four periods, and then he added Stephen Birch with a smiley face. Like he's like four fucking years old or something. Yeah, that sounds about right for Adrian Dater. That classic. I don't know. I'm enjoying more of the uh, Chris Barch uh, Twitter. Oh, God, war I, I've tuned that out. I've tuned that out so hard. I don't know. I don't want to get into Twitter politics. Do we have any final thoughts? I was about to ask that, like, mm. but you guys kept interrupting me. So, <laughs> you guys oh have God. final hockey related thoughts? Well, wait, we missed a bunch of questions here, didn't we? What questions? Like, who is the best Who's the best freestyle rapper? Like, we oh. didn't actually have the battle, but can we go ahead and name... Um, well, I'm going to pick Tyler. Among the Wim crew? Creative. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead yeah. and say I'm the best freestyle rapper. Seriously, why Why do you hate Luke Glendening, Kyle? Um, you know, it's just I feel so... Uh, threatened by his nice smile that it just makes me angry. Whatever. That, yeah. So we'll just go down Maybe. this list then here? Sure. Uh, goals. Who likes it when the Red Wings score them? I do. I think that's a very good thing when it happens. Who hates yeah. it when other teams score them against the Red Wings? I really like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Howard uh, this, probably uh, hates this, it more than I do. This is actually a very interesting question. Goalies, yay or nay? And I, I'm being kind of serious, but that's interesting. Like, you imagine the game of hockey without a goalie. Like, do you play post? Is it just, you know, you have six guys on the ice, but no goalie. And it kind of, you know, you're going to get some high-scoring games. It could be like basketball. Like, more points, more fun. You know? No. But, What's your thought on goalies? I, I think, think goalies um, are wonderful. You eliminate goalies, but you make the net a lot smaller, and then you take the back of the net out, and essentially it's as many times as you can get the puck to go through the net, you score goals. 
um, mm-hmm. like just to see how that works. Yeah, just like basketball, except like there's no like after a goal is scored, it's not like oh the other team gets possession. Like you just slam it through. I don't know, maybe like a one foot tall by two foot wide goal, and then like you can pick it up behind the net and then come back right back around and do it again. And there's still a crease there, but the crease is the spot where the defenders are not allowed to stand in there at all. Like they you lost goal. me so much. Yeah, I know. It would be totally garbage. Uh, no, I am pro goalies. And goalies are good. But not to the point where I think that they should be as well protected outside their crease as they are. I think you should be able to check goalies behind the net. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah, fuck them right in the ear. All right, laughter. Is it truly the best medicine, or is that saying just more homeopathic anti-vaxxer? Am I saying that right? Garbage? Yes. Um, No, laughter is uh, definitely top five, but uh, penicillin and placebo are are above those two, and then uh, Viagra is probably better than than laughter. I've never taken Viagra. Well, me neither, but all the commercials make it sound wonderful. I don't know if having a boner for 38 hours sounds that great, but all right. Depends who you're with. Well, don't knock it until you've tried it. Yeah, that's true. And once you try it, knock it a lot. Ding. All right. Moving on, the, the Colorado Avalanche. Ha, ha. Ha, 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 exclamation point. Is that a question? Hmm? No, that's not a question. Move on. Okay. What? Which fan base is acting like the biggest butthurt babies this week? This should be a reoccurring JJ segment. (laughs) Um, JJ's butthurt fan base of the week. Hmm. I haven't had a lot of like, run into that. It's, it's always Boston by default. Um, I did have a little. It's either Boston, Toronto. It's either Boston or New York. Really, New York. Yeah, I pay so little attention to the New York fan base. New York yeah, fan base. Rangers, did, right? I just don't really pay attention to those teams. Look, like, they're yeah, they're they're incredibly sensible, sensitive. Yeah, it's like you. They're like they're exactly as sensitive as wild fans. They're like you cannot talk shit on them because they just get yeah. so angry and they take everything so seriously. Like we used to. I'm kind of upset that uh, that that Toronto fan who wanted to fight me on uh-huh. didn't end up calling the number I gave him. <laughs> well, he couldn't, man. It's expensive. Yeah, you're you're not in Canada. Yeah, for those that are unaware, uh, I said. I made a joke about the Toronto fan base uh, cheering on the team that didn't respect them uh, about the the salute gate, and uh, Pension Plan Puppets retweeted it because he's a good buddy like that. And so I got a bunch of Toronto fans mad at mad at me because they didn't realize it was a joke. And one guy was was really mad, and he said something, and I challenged him to say it to my face. <laughs> so he's like. <laughs> Anytime, anywhere, bud. So I uh, tweeted him the the number for the FBI in Michigan, and I said, "This is my number. Uh, go ahead and call me and set it up." And then he 
he backed out like a big chicken. I was really hoping that would work too. I just really want to be. I just really want to see somebody like, "Hey, you tricked me! I can't believe that I got in trouble with the FBI because of you." It's a crying shame that it didn't work. Yeah, I tried it once previously with a wild fan, um, but that actually ended the argument pretty quickly because he googled it immediately and, and figured it out, and he thought it was so funny that uh, that he didn't want to fight it anymore. <laughs> What an idiot! Why wouldn't he want to fight anymore? Uh, no, I just think I think my favorite is still when you fight with people and then you like take their pictures and draw on them. And <laughs> That's my most favorite JJism ever. Out of that, I always look through yeah, the room photos to see if you've done it. <laughs> I haven't had a good one of those in a while. I just imagine you in your living room on your laptop just drawing stuff on people's faces and I just lose it. Because <laughs> I know exactly what it's like. Does, does your wife ever ask you, like, what the hell are you doing? I I, I have explained that to her and I got exactly the, the kind of response from that you expect I would have gotten from her. <laughs> just that. Just that. Why the hell did I marry you? <laughs> Someone's got to do it, right? Yeah, it's it's fun. So I think that's it. We we had an healthy question. We kind of answered that. Yurko, wife. So I think we're out of questions. There's no chat in my studio thing here. I don't know if you have the chat, JJ. Has anyone been asking questions? No, there's nobody talking on there. Okay. So that's it. You guys got anything else? No, go Red Wings. Yeah, go Red Wings. That's it. Cool. So for JJ and Kyle and Graham, who's not here, and Tyler, who I don't know if he's ever been here in a long, long, long time. I don't know if he's, hopefully he's live. Hi, Tyler. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Everybody likes mashed potatoes, gravy, stuffing. Hey, what's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Sandwiches. Turkey. Mashed potatoes. Good night, everybody. Sweet potatoes.